Is Justin Verlander finally falling victim to father time? Buy or sell on Jorge Soler's power surge? Join us for a gripping episode as we provide you with the best trade for and away candidates on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anay. What's up, guys? Ready for a good episode today. Yes, sir. As always, you can find us on all, on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel. also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And guys, as always, we got a fully loaded episode for you today. Let us be your team secret weapon as we provide you with the best players to trade for and away. And Matt, we got a bunch of good names, but who do we got up first? All right. Let's start off with somebody that we didn't mention at the top of the show and somebody that everybody probably is fed up and tired with. And making my bold prediction look really great. That's Mr. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease has, you know, taken an outright poop in his big boy pants for the whole season so far. And the reason why we're talking about him is I think he's a great buy-low candidate. And you may say, like, but he, he looks washed. And here's the thing. I don't think that he's going to be this bad for the rest of the season. I just don't think he's going to be this electric, you know, um, electric kind of um player here going forward i think he's gonna have more of like a you know 2021 season where yeah at a 391 era but the strikeouts are gonna be there and with that being said you know he's probably gonna bounce back and have an electric amount of of strikeouts and that's what you really want him for he's always been a strikeout guy so why wouldn't you want to go and trade for dylan cease you're not gonna have to pay a lot for him you're gonna just be able to give up almost pennies for him because people are probably fed up it's going to be a mediocre guy. You could probably trade somebody that you're tired of. Um, first name that I could probably think of. We got some good ones coming up. I yes, think that's the tease. Actually, we got some great pitchers coming up that you could work into a trade for Dylan Cease. I think that's that's the that's the that's the tease here. That's actually great. Yeah, the first name that popped in my is him. So you know we'll wait to talk about him. But I mean, quite honestly, you're gonna you're gonna love what we're gonna have to come up with for Dylan Cease. There's quite a few names you'd probably be able to give him up on the cheap, and I definitely think he's at least worth worth scooping up on the cheap. Yeah, I think Dylan Cease is a solid trade candidate. Uh, Matt, you hit the nail on the head. I think he'll, his numbers at the end of the year will look very, very similar to that 2021 season. High three ERA, big, big strikeouts. 
whip has always been, you know, something that Dylan sees his battle this whole career. So I think the whip will be around like a one, two. And the thing is, like Matt said, you don't have to pay too much for him right now. Got a lot of great names coming up. You could possibly work into a trade for him. I comp him to like very, very Robbie Ray-ish. I know Cease uh, at the beginning of, you know, fantasy baseball season was going very, very high in drafts. Top 10 starting pitcher. Hopefully, if you own him, you didn't really pay too much for that. You know, right now, you you can't really sell him for too much. But that's why we're really saying buy him right now if you can. Uh, Go talk to the Dylan Cease owner. You know, say, hey, listen, he's really only had one really good year. Otherwise than that, he's kind of been mediocre. And, you know, say that there's no end in sight. I will give you a great stat, which is a little bit worrisome, but it's also, you know, a good, you know, thing to say to the owner. His velocity is down a mile per hour. Last year, Cease was averaging um, 90... 96.8 96.8 on the fastball this year so far he's averaging 95.5 on the fastball which you know is is a little bit down i think he can ramp back up though i think he's a little bit in his own head uh, i think he pitches pretty solid the rest of the way once again high threes era probably big strikeouts whip questionable white Sox. the wins are going to be a little questionable too if you can get him super cheap it's worth it though let's move on to somebody else i do like uh it's freddie peralta now, Freddie Peralta, man, he's, uh, you know, it's a tough case. He really didn't get the pitch too much last year. He threw about 78 innings, I believe it was. Uh, you know, it has not been kind to him recently. He's had a couple of tough matchups that, you know, he really got hit around. He started off pretty well this year. Um, you know, his underlying stats aren't fantastic, but he's, he doesn't have, like, the big velocity drop off like, you know, um, Dylan Cease does. And he's still fairly young. Uh, how old is Freddie Peralta again? Freddie Peralta is 27 years old, right in the prime of his career. Um, in the last two seasons in a row, you know, if you combine them, it's almost like a full season there. Uh, you know, 2-8-1 ERA back in 2021 when he was an all-star. 144 innings that year for Freddie Peralta, 195 Ks with the 097 whip. I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think he's somewhere between he was last year and the, you know, the year prior that I just mentioned. So probably, you know, like a 3-3 ERA. The innings are always questionable. He's a little bit of a flanges guy. Uh, decent strikeouts. And the whip is something Freddie Peralta has actually been pretty solid at a 116 career whip. So I think he'll be right around that. I think he's a safe buy right now. Once again, uh, do I think I'm as high as him as I was at the beginning of the year? I probably had him like top 25 pitcher. Probably not, but he could finish somewhere around 35. If you can get him on the cheap, definitely think it's worth to take the shot on Freddie Peralta. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I know some people are commenting that, hey, you know, maybe I should trade him or whatnot. Our response was pretty much, yo, you know, if you have to do it, if not hold, because the, the bounce back could be imminent. He's somebody that we're, you know, right now, you gotta you gotta go for at least because it, what's the worst that happens? Like and you know what I won't repeat everything that Tom said, so I'm gonna move on to this next guy here. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Justin Verlander. Verlander is coming back from the injury, had about five starts since then, and quite honestly, if you look look at his numbers, like you know start by start here, it's not as atrocious as his season totals, right? He's had two bad starts against Tampa Bay and at Colorado. You know, one, Tampa Bay's hitting everybody, and two, to go to uh, go to Colorado, it's also pretty rough. Usually Verlander is pretty much matchup proof, but coming back from an injury, I'm going to say, hey, man, like, I'm going to give you a break because, you know, that injury wasn't great. I, it's the same one that um, Tristan McKenzie had. Has. Something um, with his bicep. Something with his bicep. Yeah. It's where the Harris, bicep. Harris Major. Yes. 
And essentially, yeah. you know, that's going to affect your whole throwing structure your, and just how comfortable you are doing the movements and throwing a ball 100 miles an hour. Like, you know, give the guy a break just a tad. And quite honestly, he hasn't had really bad starts outside of, again, those two starts at 10 ERA apiece. Other than that, he's had a 1-1-3 ERA, a 1-2-9 ERA, a 3-6 ERA, and that's against Detroit. That's against Cincinnati at Cincinnati, which is another tough ballpark to hit uh, to pitch in, and then against Cleveland. You know, I think I think we're going to see him resurge, and he's going to be better than what what we've seen. And right now, people are probably super fatigued having to deal with his injury and having to hold him on his on their IL. So Justin Verlander, you could probably go out there. You're going to have to give up, you know, a few names for him, but it's not going to be anywhere what you would be able to had to have give up if he played this whole season to just get him on your team. So, you know, I would try and buy low and see what you can get for Justin Verlander. Yeah. You know, the 40 year old man, I think there's a lot of ways you could talk the Justin Verlander owner into selling, you know, the age, uh, you know, low strikeouts. But once again, he's a guy where the under, you know, lining numbers don't look really bad. You know, uh, FIP, FIP is a little bit high, but you know what? With him only having five starts so far this year, uh, I could see that. Um, I, the velocity's fine. His average fastball velocity is pretty much the same as it was last year when he had that monster season. Uh, and let me correct myself. The terrace major muscle is a little bit more on the shoulder than the bicep area. So, you know, working your way back from an injury, the older you get, I'm sure if you're a little bit older, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to come back from any injury. And, you know, as my brother said, those two matchups where he got hit hard, tough matchups. You know what? Maybe he's not going to be out there striking as many guys out as we're used to, but I still think he could be around a K per nine, very low threes ERA, maybe even a sub three ERA uh, with that Mets team. He's going to win a bunch of games. Uh, this is the time to buy because if he goes out there in his next start, uh, which is against Toronto, Toronto's a decent team and not bad. But if he goes out there against Toronto and he's his normal Justin Verlander self, you're not getting the discount that you're getting today if you're buying today. So I think Verlander is a perfect, perfect, perfect um, buy low candidate or trade or, you know, uh, uh, trade for candidate. But before we talk about Chris Bryant, Giancarlo Stanton, Jorge Soler, and I'll do this little tease. I got one more guy for you, Bryce Miller. You know, big name, got hit up in his last start. We got a little, uh, you know, sponsor for you guys. Here at Locked On, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. And how about those Miami Heat knocking off those Celtics? If you guys watched any of that series, it was absolutely phenomenal. I do have the Nuggets, though. I have the Nuggets, I'll be honest, uh, even though they beat my Lakers. So uh, I, I would put some uh, bets on FanDuel with the Nuggets. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 on bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 in bonus bucks back if your first bet doesn't win when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official uh, partner of the NBA. 
And as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I talk about the best stashes for your watch list and IL. I know you guys love those episodes, and we're going to make sure it's uh, fully loaded for you guys. And just real quick, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. We couldn't have done it without you guys. If you watch our show and, you know, you enjoy it, you want to help us out, please share the podcast with a few friends who also love fantasy baseball or just baseball in general. we truly, truly be grateful for your support. But all right, Matt, once again, a lot, a lot of talking for me. Uh, who do we got up next, brother? I got you. I saw this one coming. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, we got our boy, Chris Bryant. Chris Fair. Bryant. Started off, you know, pretty decent for almost the whole month of of April and then kind of fell off a cliff. And it's been pretty rough over the last two weeks, especially with only having six runs, no home runs, three ribs and batting about a 143. Now, if you guys were with it, yeah, it's it's horrendous. And if you were watching us and paid attention to who we were trying to draft everywhere in the the, uh, preseason, it was Chris Bryant. There's no way he stays this bad. He's too talented and Colorado the ball just starts going out of the stadium the second it gets warm and it's starting to get warm and I think now hey it's time for Chris Bryant to start you know trending upwards so with this being said you should go out there and try and scoop him up you can get him for cheap because you know what he was injured most of the year last year it's so easy to say dude you know what maybe maybe he's dealing with an injury maybe he's about to get an IL stint you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he's just washed up. He's old. He's done. And he just took his last payday. Who knows? Just try and spin it in some way, shape, or form to make them feel terrible for owning Chris Bryant. And then offer them somebody terrible or somebody trying to sell high on, which I don't even know if I'd even do this, but the Jorge Solera that we're going to talk about coming up, you know, he may be a great sell high candidate for Chris Bryant and maybe something. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, I would do that. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it depends on the state of your team, too. If you're in a position where you're able to make that trade and you're in first place, place, second place, third place, and you can deal with giving up like a Solaire and then waiting for the Chris Bryant uh, bounce back on your bench, then definitely do it. But if you're in last place, I probably wouldn't do this trade. I would keep Solaire and just kind of keep trying to work my way up and try and get into the playoff running. But this would be a very, very valuable trade for somebody high up in the rankings of 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 your league. So that's Chris Bryant. Yeah, uh, we got similar views on Chris Bryant. I'll read you off um, the April and March stats combined for Chris Bryant. It was 26 games. He had 11 runs, four doubles, three homers, eight RBIs, and he hit 297 over that time. Uh, looks pretty good to start off, you know, uh, over this past month of May. 23 games, 10 runs, two doubles, two bombs, nine RBIs, hitting 224. But, you know, do you want to hear the silver lining uh, over this past month for Chris Bryant? 12 walks to 14 strikeouts. So the plate discipline has still been there. He's still bringing in those walks, you know, striking out, not so much. And Chris Bryant, we just you kind of know who this guy is at this point in his career. You know, you at um, 31 years old, he's not – I wouldn't say he's done yet. But over his career, he is a 279 hitter. I think his capability with this team in Colorado, he could hit, you know, close to 300. The bombs might not be as crazy as some of us thought it may have been, including myself. If he gets you like 25 plus bombs, I'd be happy with that. Counting stats, Chris Bryant has always been a good runs guy, a decent RBI guy. So if he gets you to like 
uh, 90 runs with 25 homers and, you know, let's say 75 to 80 RBIs. I'd be very happy with that. I don't think he's really going to run anymore. I'll be honest with you. Didn't run at all last year. Hasn't stolen a base yet this year. Hasn't even really attempted anything over the past two years. So might not see those chip-ins at steals anymore. But I still think he's a solid buy-low candidate at the moment while his numbers you know, look kind of mediocre with the 263 batting average so far for Chris Bryant on the year. So, you know, I think he could still go out there. As Matt said, I would right now, if I had Jorge Soler, I would trade him for Chris Bryant. Uh, maybe even get like, you know, another little piece involved because, you know, Jorge Soler has been on fire recently. But that's my take on Chris Bryant. I think he's a solid, uh, you know, guy to go out and trade for at the moment. Let's move on, though. We got another uh, guy here. And Matt, did not, I swear, Matt and I did not coordinate this today with the Yankee getup. You know, as we're both our Yankee fans, we just have it in our repertoire. Uh, we're going to talk about a New York Yankee, and it's Giancarlo Stanton. So Giancarlo Stanton still currently on the I.O. with that hamstring issue. But guess what? He's going to start a minor league rehab assignment. As we're talking today, he's probably already out there, you know, doing something. And here's the thing with Stanton, man. He he's always for like he has that two to three weeks where he's literally the best player in baseball. He goes, you know, crazy with the home runs. And, you know, Aaron Judge and the Yankees are starting to play a little bit better. So the counting stats are going to be there for Stanton as well. Uh, he was so up and down last year that I can't guarantee you anything with the batting average. But when you know when Stanton's out there, even if he's not at his best, he's going to hit you some nukes. I think this is this is going to be the lowest we're going to be able to buy him at this year, unless there's another you know um, IL stint coming from him, which was definitely possible. But this is a great buy low moment right as he's about to come back. You might have a tough time pulling him away from the Stanton owner than anybody else that we talked about today. Due to that, they've probably been holding out and waiting for him to come back. But you know what? I think you go out there, you see what, you know, the stand owner's looking for, and maybe you package Jorge Soler with a pitcher, closer, you know, whatever that other team that you're looking to trade with needs, and you might be able to, you know, um, get uh, Stanton on your team. Power upside is absolutely phenomenal with Stanton. I think you should uh, give him a look. Absolutely. I mean, what what's the worst that happens? You, you shoot your shot, and nothing comes out of it, but he's at least worth the target, like Dom said. But let's move on here. Let's talk about the next few guys we have coming up, and that's Jorge Soler, Bryce Miller, and Matt McLean. You know, climbing through those vents on Christmas, Mr. Matt McLean. <laughs> but for that, we have somebody great we have to talk about. And we're back. Thanks, guys, for being patient and dealing with the ad break. Now, let's talk about Mr. Jorge Soler. My guy just came out of le left field with this. We always knew he had power. We always knew, you know, Solaire is Solaire. But I'm going to tell you right now, I did not see this kind of season out of him so far. Like, it, it is a little mind-blowing for me. And the last two weeks have been absolutely bonkers with 12 runs, eight bombs. Let me say that again, eight bombs. That's just out of this world. 15 ribs, batting 291, like, Way to go. Like, dude, you're killing it. And last week with five, like quite honestly, like him in your lineup right now, probably won you last week. Like, let's just, let's just put it that way. You know, like what your team normally does, then what Hilaire, uh, Solaire normally does. Wait, what Solaire did last week, like, boom, how you doing? You probably had like 13, 14 home runs on the, on the week. Like good for you. Now here's the thing. We all know this is not going to stick. Like one, this is just, this is not even like what Ronald Acuna and Aaron Judge can do. Like, this is just not not a regular thing, like where it's going to happen every week. And Soler isn't that caliber of player 
at that at all. So let, let's just put it like this. He is a perfect sell high. Somebody's going to look at what he's doing. They're Obviously, they're going to know, hey, it's going to teeter off a little bit. He's going to return to the mean. But who knows? Maybe he found a little David Ortiz at the end of his career, uh, at the end of his career with the last season and goes, hmm, I got a little bit more juice left in the tank here. So that's your selling point. And then you can go out and then go and say, hey, you know, let me go get a Chris Bryant. Let me let me see what I can package him in something to go out and get some of the some of the other names we named today. Because, you, you know, everybody else, I would probably say that we talked about, except for maybe Dylan Cease. You know, you can give up. You're going to have to give up one, two, maybe three of these guys to go ahead and snag it or something else to get these players. But Jorge Soler is going to be the centerfold of that trade and the biggest driving point of it. So Soler is the perfect trade candidate. Yeah, I will say this. I will say this. Soler is somebody that you can you can get a hole for right now. You know, that batting average is up at 254. As I mentioned, 17 bombs, which has him in a four-way tie for second most home runs in the league, uh, you know, trailing just Pete Alonso. And he's tied with uh, the other players he's tied with. Uh, the, the names are crazy. It's Aaron Judge, Olsen, Matt Olsen, and Max Muncie. And I, the, the the batting average is not going to stay up there. You know, the RBIs and the runs I don't think are going to stay up there for Solaire either. You know, that, that Miami team just isn't isn't really great outside of, you know, maybe Jazz comes back and, uh, you know, the RBIs will still be decent. But it's really just going to be two categories. You're going to get a, a lot of bombs. You know, we know Solaire, Solaire's upside. You know, he hit 48 bombs in 2019. I don't think he gets back there. But 30-plus is definitely in the cards for Solaire. And these are all the selling points you need to get across. Bombs are going to be crazy. Uh, you know, look at the look at uh, the last two weeks. Pull up the last two weeks numbers when you're when you're you know looking to move him. Because the thing is, he reminds me of like a Kyle Schwarber type, where there'll be weeks that he'll, as Matt said, just win you the week straight out with the home runs and the way that he plays. But then there's like you know like a whole month where he's doing absolutely nothing. So I think you get him off your team now and see where things go. And uh, like I said, get a Stanton, get a Brian, you know, somebody like that that's a little bit more consistent and somebody we know that is, you know, going to contribute when they're healthy. Chris Ole is another guy. Doesn't really – hasn't played, a, uh, you know, a lot of games. Only two seasons in his career where he played over, you know, 115 games. So perfect time to sell on him is now while he's, uh, you know, super, super hot. Let's move on to our next guy, though, and is Mr. Bryce Miller. Uh, Bryce Miller was on a roll, man. He was doing very, very well up until his uh, most recent start where he got absolutely um, bombed. Uh, let me get you those numbers here. Bryce Miller, in his last start, he uh, gave up eight runs to the New York Yankees and got absolutely obliterated. I will say this. He's had, you know, a pretty easy go of it so far. He's had two starts against Oakland, one against Detroit. Uh, his start against Atlanta wasn't great. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. And, you know, his only his really super quality start was against Houston where he had six innings, didn't give up a run, five strikeouts. Uh, but thing, the thing with Bryce Miller is if you don't know, I'm going to, you know, throw you in on a little secret. He really only has a fastball. His breaking stuff is not great. The fastball is very, very elite, very, very good fastball from the kid. Uh, he was getting rocked in the minors before he got called up. I think this is the perfect time to sell high while the numbers still look good. On the year, Miller has a 3 ERA, 0.75 whip, 36 innings, 31 strikeouts. I think you strike while, you know, um, the iron's hot. And the thing with the thing with trading is, you know, and uh, the reason Matt and I do this episode is it's all about leveraging uh, value. 
Because when guys are at their peak, they have their best stats. You know, they're 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 on fire. That's when you want to get rid of them because baseball is a game of ebb and flows. Uh, nobody really, except except the elite elite players, nobody really stays hot all year long. So when a guy's at their peak, no matter who they are, you want to sell them for the highest value you can get, and you want to buy low. You want to get the guys that, like I said. Chris Bryant, Verlander, guys we talked about today. You know what they can do. You know how consistent they are. Bryce Miller, still a young kid. He's got a lot of growing ahead of him. He, he'll potentially work on a secondary pitch and be great. But I think this is the start of a you know a downhill um, downhill run from Bryce Miller. Yeah, dude, great take on Bryce Miller, man. I really have nothing left, nothing I can say about him. Thank right. you, thank you, sir. So let's uh, let's crawl around in the ducks. Let's uh, watch our favorite Christmas movie. And if you disagree, we're not friends. Um, Mr. Matt McLean. McLean, you know, I was excited about him. I said he was going to be one of the, the better guys called up this year. And I'm really excited about what he's been doing here on the Reds. His last week was really, really good, right? Seven runs, two bombs, six ribs, a stolen base, batting 500 on the week. Like, that's exactly what we want out of this kid. And, I mean, he started off great, too. I mean, even the last two weeks. 11 runs, two bombs, eight ribs, stolen base bat in 391. Like, he's getting the job done. He's putting the bat to the ball. He's getting the job done. But where do I see him going to be in the next couple of weeks? Do I know? I really don't because he's still a prospect, right? Like, yeah, I'm excited about the kid and whatnot. And here's where my complete 180 goes. I'd rather, you know, sell it while he's hot. And, you know, if I miss out on if this kid just has an absolute monster year, it is what it is. Because I can go out and get somebody and I can get a guy that gets super excited about prospects like I do. Sometimes I get a little too excited, but I'm not stupid. But, you know, I might be able to get somebody that's like this prospect dude or somebody that's that has a bad team that's looking to rebuild and kind of dump McLean off for somebody that that is underperforming and underwhelming them right now that we know is going to bounce back. So Matt McLean is a great sell high. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I just gave my whole spiel and about you know how to do this, and McLean's a perfect example. When we're telling you to trade away somebody, it's not because we don't like them. Uh, I think Matt McLean is going to be solid. I think you know he's going to be a pretty good you know overall player. I just don't think he's going to stay this hot. So maximize your value. Take Matt McLean. You know while he's hitting 380, which unless he's the next Tony Gwynn, which I don't think he's going to be. Uh, you know, he's not going to hit 380 for the rest of the year, which means, you know, that batting average comes down. There's going to be some tough times. He's a rookie. Remember Bobby Witt, Vinny P, Julio. They all did it last year. They all had their struggles at some point in the year, all at different times. I think the same happens with McLean. Maybe he picks it up again and bounces back. But right now, you know, as Matt said, there's a lot of guys that get super excited about young prospects that are, you know, out there bowling. So take Matt McLean, turn him into something that you have guaranteed value on. Uh, you know, once again, all the names at the top of the episode would definitely work Matt McLean into a trade for any of those guys. But let's keep it pushing here. Uh, I got a couple of guys for you left. We're going to talk about Catel uh, Marte. And then we got Mr. Uh, the new uh, uh, Jacob deGrom and uh, Dane Dunning. So let's do Marte first. Catel Marte's washed up, man. I don't care what anyone says. And I'll just throw it straight out there. I hope you don't listen to this podcast because, uh, you know, he's a way uh, better athlete than I ever was at any point in my life. But I think it's fool's gold right now with Ketel Marte. He's been bouncing back. He's been playing uh, better of late. 
But, you know, the track record kind of speaks for itself. His best year was in the super, super bouncy ball year. Um, but you know what? He has been hot of late over the past couple of weeks. Cattell Marte is batting 348 with six runs, two homers, five RBIs, and three steals. So second base has been very, very tough to come by this year. I think if you have Cattell Marte on your team, you look to, you know, look to move him. Unless he's like your really only second base option and you can't get one in return, I'd say maybe then hold him, but I still think capitalize on it. Uh, you know, Cattell Marte over the last, you know, few years has not been really that good at all. He's good for batting average. You know, he's a 280 career hitter. Not, not, not really any pop in his bat to speak of. Not really a steals guy. Uh, you know, the runs might be all right because he's been hitting leadoff for Arizona. I don't think the RBIs are going to be that good. Uh, you know, maybe he gets to 10, 12 steals this year. Same with the homers. He's at seven right now, but his, uh, except for that 2019, his career high is 14. So I wouldn't expect him to go much over that. So, you mean batting average and runs, he's really going to be a two category guy with the chip ins and steals, chip in and home runs. And the RBIs, I don't think are going to be higher than, you know, maybe 60, 65. So, you know, strike while the iron's hot. Once again, get rid of Cattell Marte, get something more valuable on your team, you know, maximize that value. All right. I completely agree. And here's the thing too. Like these are the perfect teams to go after with trying to trade away Cattell Marte. Um, People that own Estrada and and Jazz, you know, they're hurting for a second baseman. They're out for, uh, you know, at least a couple more weeks. So Cattell Marte is somebody that you can do like an, uh, like, hey, here you go. I could give you a little replacement, mix him in with something else, and then go for for a better name like Dom said. But let's go over this last guy real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. Let's talk about Mr. Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning is overperforming. What he's what what he's got what he is. Let's just put it this way. And I don't mean to be rude. Sorry, Dane Dunning, you're having a great season so far. But there's no way you're gonna have a sub two ERA, especially at age twenty-eight and having your breakout year like this when you've had two other uh three other seasons with a three nine seven whip, I mean ERA, a four five one ERA, and a four a four four six ERA. Like I'm sorry, just not happening. And on top of that, his FIP, which is fielding independent pitch uh pitching, right, which is a predictive stat is a 298, right? So he's already pitching well above his uh his his FIP. And quite honestly, I think it's going to keep you're going to keep seeing that FIP number go and then eventually we're going to start seeing his ERA just skyrocket because he's going to start getting lit up to go with with the FIP that's going to continually rise. So what I see for Dane Dunning is a dump now. And starting pitching, everybody's getting hurt. Like th- things are people fl- dropping like flies. So, you know, I, he's the perfect person to sell high. You might be able to get a little bit for him, especially if somebody's like, oh, Dane Dunn and Truther, especially if you're in a in a league with like uh, a Rangers fan. You know, like those are the perfect people to target. You got to know your league with that way. Or somebody that just was a Dane Dunn and Truth, Truther that just didn't scoop him up in time. Or somebody that just has really bad pitching luck. You know, Dane Dunning is a perfect, perfect piece to fit and finalize a deal. But that's all my take on Dane yeah. Dunning. Yeah, Matt, spot on, spot on. And I'm going to use the perfect example of a guy that was on this same episode a few weeks back, maybe a month ago, Justin Steele. Hmm. Justin Steele, uh, you know, uh, May 5th, guy had a 1-4-5 ERA. And what did Matt and I tell you to do? Sell high. Over his last four starts, 
There's a start with three earned in six innings, five earned in six innings. Then he did have a good start, uh, you know, against Philly, which I will give him. And then guess what? Cincinnati lit him up in his last start for five earned runs. He went from a 1.45 ERA to a 2.77 ERA after that time. Dane Dunning going to have the same uh, fate, and he's not even as good as a pitcher as Justin Steele is. Uh, Dane Dunning's not a strikeout guy. You know, he's a career 409 ERA guy. He's a career 134 whip guy. Not that I don't like Dane Dunning. Not that I don't think he's going to be, you know, have the best year of his career, but the best year of his career would be a high threes ERA, not a lot of strikeouts, and a whip under 1-3. And, you know, that's not great so once again maximize your value that's what this episode is about and we don't hate any of these guys except i don't know man i got a thing against Catel Marte. i don't, Same I don't here. know what it is but yeah i don't know what it is but i just i'm not a big Catel Marte guy so with any of these guys what you want to do is maximize your value get players that have done it for a bunch of years and you know what aim for the aim for the stars because you never know what you can get you know some guys you know are just willing to trade and uh they have fun with it But you know what? We are going to call this episode here. That is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And thank you for making uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers and new listeners. We wouldn't be where we are without you guys. But make sure you lock on for a new episode tomorrow when Matt and I talk about the best players to stash on your watch list and I.O. But until then, see you. Peace.